This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. But again, like you said, chaps, playing further up the pitch, and I agree with what Stephen's saying, playing him up, up the pitch with from behind, I think that that's a system that will work, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, on the subject, Joe will come to our teams in a minute, but I'm going to, I'm going to talk about, Sorry, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Um, I was going to do the piece on the Sarkic now, but you, you led me quite nicely, Chris, because you said that he doesn't fill you with confidence, but you'd still pick him. A comment that come through right at the beginning of the show, um, the goalkeeper as well, horrendous, cannot catch and weak wrists. Now, <laughs> I seem to believe, if I'm correct, uh, chaps, that on your show, you made the statement that you didn't think that Sarkic was a one, worth a 1.2 million goalkeeper. And I tend to agree very much with you. Last season, there was a lot of talk that towards the end of the year, that and I don't necessarily buy into this, that had we have changed goalkeepers in the running, that we would have made the playoffs had we have taken George Long out of the team and put Bart Bilkowski back in. Is there an argument, guys, that this year the running is arguably even more important do we stick with Sarkic for the running or do we bring back a goalkeeper that I believe is capable of, of saving and earning more points than what Matty Sarkic is? What are your thoughts? Do, I, do you want to go first? No, you, both look there. you both look there like, one of you go first, please. I mean, I, I don't mind. <laughs> I can talk, but... Go on, you go, you go, go on. So, I think, uh, Stephen, I think you make complete valid points and... Um, I think if there was a, you know, uh, hindsight's a wonderful thing. And I think now we probably would have, we would have brought Bart back. The, the thing is, it is human nature, by the way, to go with what you don't know rather than what you do. Right. And Bart has probably been my favorite player at the club. Uh, him and Saville have been my favorite player at the club since they both joined. And, and Bart actually, um, did a really nice thing for my dad's birthday. He's an absolute top bloke, right? But no one actually knows what he's actually capable of now. No one knows. Like, it's all a summation. We don't know what happens in training. We don't know what goes on behind closed doors. We can only see what we can see, right? And 
I personally believe that, first of all, Sarkic is a better goalkeeper than George Long, right? I'm sorry, but it, it, the, mm-hmm. we're comparing two different goalkeepers. For me personally, I think Sarkic deserves a little bit more time because he's playing in front of a defence that, is quite honestly, is a shambles. And I think that is a big, big, mm. um, th- that's a big thing. Also, another thing I want to call out, um, against Coventry, if he hadn't conceded that goal that he did against Hadji Wright, he actually had a very good game overall. He mm. made a couple of really good saves. In the first half, he tipped one onto the bar from uh, mm. from top. He actually made some good saves. And I see all the comments in the chat, and I'm not necessarily saying I disagree. And I love Bart, and we know what a great, a great goalkeeper Bart is. But we don't know what we don't know. And it's all, as I say, it's human psychology to say, oh, yeah, Bart's got to be better than Sarkic. You don't know that. You honestly mm. don't know that. You're thinking of the Bart of old. No one knows what it'd be like putting him into... Uh... I, I, sorry to interrupt, Chris, to your point there. Do you remember when Bart was out of action for quite some time and his first game back was against Reading in the cup game? And he had an absolute howler. And then bear in mind, it took him a good few weeks to kind of lose a bit of weight. Everyone said he looked much fitter, he looked better, he looked quicker. And suddenly he went for a good run of, run of form, didn't he? To bring him back now, you're absolutely right, Chris. I think we don't know what it's going to be like. And my my gut feeling is he, he probably won't be ready. I think psychologically he's probably not ready for it either. And I, like, do you not think that Barr also, he's what, 37, 38? Do you not think he honestly, genuinely believes he is literally just a backup goalkeeper now? Like he has to, surely, no? Of course he does. The, the, the mm. geezer's not deluded. So mm. I, I'm not saying he wouldn't be ready, but the point is, I honestly don't know. And the situation, the precarious situation we find ourselves in, but was one of the best shot stoppers I have ever seen at the Den, and I would mm. probably put him up there with Denzel as my favourite ever goalkeeper. Mm. But. The fact is, I'd still pick Sarkic. And to me, that that, that says it all. Yeah. I mean, like I said, the game against Coventry, I, I agree with you. I thought he'd done really, really well. Again, once he made that howler, uh, his confidence went. Suddenly, there was a couple of crosses coming and he fumbled it. Yeah, you know, he, he fumbled a couple of his crosses and yep. his confidence just went. And confidence seems to be a big, big issue for a lot of our players in our team. I'm not saying for all our players, but a lot of them suffer at the moment with, with confidence. And... Um, I don't know what, what the answer is. You know, a lot of clubs seem to have, um, I don't know what they call it, is it, is it sports psych, psychiatrists, sort of coaches in there, in their teams where they're constantly sort of talking to players and, you know, speaking to them and trying to get in their heads a little bit, helping them mentally. I mean, there's been an argument, so we, we could have someone like that in our club to kind of help help our players. Because let's be honest, if it's, we like to think it's a simple fix. If it's, if it's a mental, you know, problem, uh, in the fact that you know they need to have a bit more belief and a bit more confidence in what they're doing, then um, you know surely that's not going to cost them an earth, is it? To bring somebody in, even just for a few months on a small small contract, do you not think that's a good idea? I I do, and and I guess the question is, so we when when Rowett left the club, Dave Caradan left, who was the fitness coach, right? Mm. Paul Robinson left, who was a coach and if you read articles he's very highly regarded in the game whether that's just his agent doing a good job or not don't know but we didn't replace them mm. um we haven't brought in a fitness coach we haven't brought in a sports scientist we haven't brought in a sports psychologist mm. even though the mentality of the group stems back to october 2022 as i said yesterday 
Mm. And the only person we've brought in is Andy Myers, who has no experience at this level. So I almost feel like, you know, a lot of people are easy to criticise Joe Edwards, and he has to take the brunt. He's the manager in, in a results-based mm. business. But ultimately, we're not really helping him, are we? Mm. And also, to that point, what what is Andy Myers' job role? I mean, I know he's almost like playing like an assistant in to, um, to, to to Joe, but wasn't he like a loan um, manager at Chelsea? So basically, his job is to mm-hmm. watch the players that are out on loan um, and make sure that they're, they're performing, that they're getting game time and things like that. I mean, is that job for the boys? You know, Joe bringing him because he's, he's quite close to him, he knows him and he wants to come across and, and, and help him. I just don't know where the coaching staff is adding real value um, at the moment. I mean, Joe's clearly a talented coach. I mean, he's proven it over the years and what he's done at Chelsea through academies and getting the gig at uh, England 20, uh, 20 level. But, you know, you do look at the backroom staff, to your point there, Chaps, and I just struggle to see where are the the, the, the big names, where are the, the, the coaches, where's the guys that are behind the scenes, everyone's talking about them and saying, you know what, that's why we're good, because that guy behind the coach is helping more, that that strong coach there, he's what's making a difference. I can't see that. I can't see how strong, how strong our, squ- our coaching squad is at the moment. That, well, that's on, that go point on. on the screen there. Our backroom setup all round seems a bit amateur. Oh, it does. Your, I agree. Your comments there, Joe and and Chris. I'm gonna. I'll come to you first. You touched on again talking about the board in your show. You spoke about Edwards. Spoke about Alex Aldridge. We spoke about Adam Barrett, Andy Marshall, uh, mm. Andy Myers. All of these names and people behind the scenes. That I think what gets lost, maybe not on 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 yourself. Chris, is that um, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes to, to run a football team. It's not just the 11 men that run out on a pitch. There's all, all kinds of stuff that goes on in the background that you don't know these people, you don't speak, you never see them, you never get comments from them, but they, they all play an integral part. We seem to have a lot of people in the club at the moment that aren't very experienced in the roles that they are employed by the club to do. So whilst Joe Edwards is the man that takes the brunt of all the rants and 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 that's football, that's what happens. It happens up up and down the country, all over the world. Does he have the right support around him? No, he doesn't. And um, he he is he is not exempt from criticism. Joe Edwards is playing a style his players cannot execute, and he's not doing anything to change it. Mm-hmm. So he's not exempt from criticism. However, at the end of the day, it is a team. It is not a one-man band when it comes to football anymore. And the likes of Aldo, who is responsible for recruitment, the likes of Andy Myers, the likes of even our own Paul Robinson, as much as we like him, Adam Barrett, these are all people that have no experience outside of what they do for us. And, and 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 to me that is absolutely bonkers. We've got all these people that are probably, you know, as equal as experienced as us. Obviously, I'm exaggerating a bit, but the point is, is we are entrusting them to manage the football operation of our club, and it's you know it gets exposed when you look at how we're doing at the moment. It really, really does. And when you look at the recruitment, which has been piss poor now for a number of years. With one of only three clubs to have not had a saleable asset this season, something that has mm. to go somewhere to blame, and that is not Joe Edwards. Let that, me tell you, that is not Joe Edwards. 
Yeah, that's an interesting point you mentioned. And I, I know you mentioned it in your um, your chat with Chaps the other day, uh, Chris, but we you were there with me that day. We were talking to Gary Rowett, weren't we, mm. in the, uh, the exec lounge? I'll make Gaz. Yeah, I'll make Gaz. We had a good, good old chat with him. And um, as much as he loved Fleming, and he mentioned it, how good you know Fleming is a role model, you know, he's a pro, he's, he's so great in the change room, whatever. And he said, look, you know, if an offer comes in for eight million, you know, he'd be tempted to, to sell him. He said, and use that money to buy. And he joked around, but he said we could buy another four ZM Flemings with the money because he, I think he, he alluded that he paid what one point seven for for ZM at the time. So I think he was all for it. But then what's really interesting is that he then mentioned about the Jed Wallace situation, and he told us that um, John Berylson had the option to to send to Nottingham Forest for yep. a million pounds with six months of contract, yep. and he told. Um, uh, Rowett, I don't know why he trusts us, but he told us this anyway. That um, basically, Joe um, James Berrison said to him, "So John Berrison said to him, no, I, I don't, I don't want to sell him for that. Keep him and, and, and go for it and try and get promoted." Mm-hmm. So I get the impression that John, bless his soul, John Berrison, I you know, it wasn't about money for him, it wasn't about selling players on. It was about trying to make us better and try to keep our best players, and. Um, I think that's kind of you know bit us on the back a little bit because I would yeah. rather take a million pounds for for for, uh, for Jed in hindsight now I would have probably sold you know as much as I love Zian Flynn I think he's a great player and um, perhaps we could have done with that money to help reinvest and buy other players you know it's just so hard isn't it without, without looking at a crystal ball it's it's very very difficult I know but when you, when you turn the clocks back you know would you do things differently knowing what we know now. Well, that, Joe, is absolutely remarkable because we've got a... It's almost as if you've seen this. We've got a commentary fan in the chat who's posted... I'll put, a few, I'll put all the comments up. I'm trying to get through as many of them as, as I can. Um, you finished you finish just outside the playoffs. Great season. Unlucky. Any regrets about Rowett moving on? Your comment there, Joe, about we don't have a crystal ball. Hindsight about the goalkeeper we mentioned earlier last year and all bits and pieces... As I touched on earlier, the club has been rocked. There's no yeah. two ways about it. And that's part of the problem. For me, mm. I, I don't think there's a regret necessarily about Rowett moving on because it was becoming a bit stale and the fans were turning and it just mm. it, it just felt like it was the right time to go. Yeah. However, I think the regret that the club may end up having come the end of this season is that they didn't make that decision at the beginning of the summer after the Blackburn game and started the rebuild process after In Gary Rowett at that yeah. point. I think that's the regret. Not that he left, it was the timing. For me. So I, I personally think, and this is based on zero knowledge, chap, so please don't read into it, but I have a feeling that that may have happened had JB not passed away. 100%. 100% and I honestly agree. That that rocked the club more than we even know sitting here today. And therefore, what you are seeing is essentially a hack solution of, please, Gary, stay on for a bit. It got to a position where in the middle of the season where he felt it was untenable. So the club agreed for him to move on. They didn't think that relegation was on the cards. So they was like, right, we'll start the summer rebuild now by bringing Mm -hmm. Joe However, we've now got a manager who will be perfect for a rebuild, but is the complete and opposite of someone that would be able to get us out of a relegation zone, which 
Ironically, I think there is no chance we would be in near the relegation zone with Gary because of the way in which he played. That's not mm. to say I prefer him over Joe, by the way. I'm just stating that that view. Mm. And I also think some of our summer signings were also representative of that. I think that Casper Denor is a super signing. And if we remain in the championship, I only see his value growing, which mm. is a good thing. Nisbet, I remember saying when we signed Nisbet, I had the same knee injury as him, right? I remember doing a little show about this. So I knew just mm. how bad and how, you know, how difficult his knee could be. And then I think Sarkic was a panic buy because for whatever reason, we almost forced Jules Long out of the club and we had to bring someone in. So it, it's just a hack solution together this season. And I just hope and pray we can get through it and then mm. we can rebuild in the summer. Mm. I, I'm, I'm quietly confident if we get through this season and survive... I think the summer transfer window will be quite an exciting one. Um, I can see Joe bringing lots of youngsters. I mean, that's, that's where the time where a lot of um, academy players get let go and stuff like that. And I'm sure there's, there's probably loads that he's got his eye on or spoken to already that will, will, will join him in the summer, um, which he couldn't really do in this January transfer window because there's still in contracts and whatnot, you know. But I just don't think... Um, yeah, I, I, I just feel if we can stay up, we, we'll, we'll build for the summer and we can probably build the team that Joe wants. At the moment, we've all said it, he's got a Gary Rowett team and he's trying to put you know square pegs into round holes at the moment. It's just not not working, sadly, is it? Absolutely. I mean, Daniel, um, your comment, I don't know if you've only just joined us. We, have, we were touching on the recruitment side of things and, and bits and pieces behind the behind the scenes um if you haven't also watched chat with chaps who is that way uh he touched on it in his um video in the week where he mentioned that no sellable assets and uh for this season one of only i think three or four clubs uh the last time we got a transfer fee of any real value was for george savile who we ended up writing off part of that fee to bring him back as well when when we did steve morrison before that which was many many years ago um, recruitment is something that I think Joe Edwards potentially was brought into to start a a, um, a, a behind-the-scenes process of youth. We saw it with Adam Mayer. Um, unfortunately, with the situation we find ourselves in, that it, it's it's a big issue. We can't do anything now. We can't do anything until the summer. We, we, we're mm. stuck with the players that we've got. Um, so recruitment, whilst that is a big, big problem and, and one of the massive factors as to where we are, I think, again... The summer will be will be the time that we that we see that, um, guys. It's so, been so quite... you, Steve, before before you yeah. end that one, um, obviously we can't bring players at the moment. We can still bring in coaching staff, can't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah? So yeah. the point I'm making is, I don't rate Adam Barrett as an assistant manager. I always thought he was a little bit of a, you know, uh, yes, sir. Uh, you know, for, for Gary Rowett, you know, he kind of he didn't really sort of challenge him too much. I don't believe what it is. I didn't see it for myself, you know. Um, again, I'm struggling to understand what Andy Myers' role is. You know, I, I see him sitting on the bench looking at a laptop uh, or, or his um, iPad, what would they call it, looking at stats and stuff throughout the game. But I don't see him, you know, alongside Joe on the edge of that box, shouting at the players, giving instructions and, you know, making things happen. So would Joe have benefited by having an experienced older head type assistant manager who's probably been a manager alongside him to kind of give him that kind of help, you know, if you like it, advisory 
Because I don't feel at the moment he's got anybody advising him. There's no question or doubt in my mind that he's an excellent coach. Probably one of the young, your best young coaches you will find. But what he what he doesn't have is someone alongside him who's going to almost educate and help him a little bit. You know, I mean, yes, you can say you can say he's worked very closely with the likes of Tuchel and Mourinho and Conte, but let's be honest, he, he's 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 in he's in, he's in the kind of backroom staff a little bit. He's not really there with them looking at discussing tactics during a game, is he? So where's that experience come from? Yeah, he's got no real guidance in tactics, really, and what he should be saying to players and stuff, you know? Um, I'm sure he's great in the training pitch. I'm sure the players are really enjoying that and developing under, under his coaching style a little bit. And, and you can probably see one or two have thrived from it. But in match days, I think he, would, he, he can do with someone next to him who's experienced head... That's going to advise and give him a little uh, word in his ear, like you know, and, and kind of help him a little bit, you know. Uh, I just, I just, I don't, I, I don't know. At this point, are we going to have coaches come in? Because let's face it, at any given moment from now until the end of the season, with a bad result, Joe Edwards could be out the door. Let's be honest. Mm. That that's that's a real possibility. Why are they going to bring in? Who would you bring yeah. in if Joe Edwards was at the door? That's that's the thing. All they're going to do with the club is they won't they won't replace him now. They will just get Adam Barrett in there as, as caretaker coach until the end of, end of the season. And all and all Adam Barrett's going to do, he's going to do exactly what he did when he was in temporary charge, and almost kind of like replicate what Rowett did, and just be very very defensive. Be hard to beat, and we're going to go. We're going to go backwards again. I mean, is it too too late to kind of implement that style? With with you know, with what will be what twelve games left to the season if, if he goes after this one? You know, I, I, I honestly I, I don't know is the answer to the question. I think everyone. Also, sorry to interrupt, Stephen. If he does go and we survive, we kind of fucking need Jones back again, don't we? <laughs> Not in the summer. To then start doing the rebuild and give us what we want for next season, because that's when we really, really, really need him. In, in some ways, we kind of needed someone to come in temporary charge, you know, like a Warnock or someone like that, you know, who could kind of keep us afloat this season and sustain us a little bit. With Joe just coming in in the summer and then do his own rebuild, but I think we probably brought him a little bit too soon. The the problem is. And Chris, I'm not skirting around your question. I genuinely don't have an answer for you because I don't I, I, I don't know. All the names that I see on social media and all the names that people are going, oh, we should get this bloke, we should get this bloke. I look at them and think, no, thanks. There's just, there's well, they nobody. They us, they? No, they but, they, but even, even well, some of the lesser names, I mean, I know it might have been a little bit of a joke, but people are talking about Sam Allardyce and people like that. And you just look at it and go, please just stop. It, that's not going to happen. Mm. I, I just... I don't know what the answer is, and I would I would love for some the listeners, you guys, any names. Um, Chris is as he's pointing very very he's drastically. Quiet. I'm going to assume <laughs> is it this one? It's the first name from Stephen. Alex that, Neil. If if, Alex if there Neil. was one, I'm, listen. I want to make my position clear. I want Joe Edward to stay, and I want us to build around him. However. If we were, if we had to, um, I need to also comment on something that's gone in the chat. If we were to, <laughs> if we were to go for it, I would go for Alex Neil. I've actually met Alex Neil and spent time with him. 
Um, randomly, I met him at a boxing match and I spent about an hour chatting to him. He's a very nice guy. Knows his football, I mean, from my perspective. And he had a lot of nice things to say about our club. So I quite like Alex Neil. People that think Nugent should manage the team, honestly, like, speak to anyone involved with the club and then they'll tell you, uh, uh, <laughs> trust me, Nugent should be nowhere near the first team. Believe you me on anyone that keeps saying about Nugent being the, being close to the management. I, I, no, I think it's telling that he's been an under-21s coach for a long time, hasn't he? Or under-23, whatever it is, and, um, yeah. and, and not quite made the step up so uh, i i don't know but the the the, the, the million dollar question is is as you say okay alex neil you've got paul heckenbottom you've got um i think i've seen a couple of other people ita karanka people like that that names are just being rolled off i, I just i don't see uh, at the moment anyone that fills me with any confidence because all of these managers all of them every single one if you look at where they've had relative success at this level, they've been at clubs where they've had money to spend. They maybe, I mean, Alex Neil probably at Preston might not have had all as much money as, as some of the others and did a very good job there. But it's just, I, I don't know. And this is this is my this is the biggest problem I have is that when we when Gary left the club and Gary Rowett left the club, there was a list of, of names. They might not have all been everyone's favourite. We all had our opinions. We all did shows about it and spoke about it every week on what we were going to have and what we were going to do. But there was a few names that you went, mm, yeah, all right, I, I, can, I can see that. That one could work. People say Nathan Jones. I think it sums it up that he's, he's taken a job at the bottom of League One uh, with our, our that side down the road. Um, I just... I just don't see the list of names as of right now to fill me with any confidence. I don't. And that's why I don't know if it's desperation of wanting it to work really desperately with Joe Edwards. And I, 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 much like um, Chris said, I really want it to work for him. But if it doesn't, who, who, who really is going to get us out of this? That's, it. Mm. that's what I'm saying. If we left to Adam Barrett, I can tell you that now. Yeah, he he'll have to step in. I mean, it's going to be a big ask for him. You know, far too much hate for folks' lack of hair on here. Baldy's rule. Um, <laughs> no comment. <coughs> James, I, I, go on, Chris, go on. Sorry. I was just going to, I wanted to go back to the recruitment point and I just wanted to read out our signings for the last mm. three seasons. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? Before you do this, so just before you do this, I actually was putting something together on the, on this, and um, not for the show, it was for something else. And I know the list of names you're going to read out, and this is real depressing. Have you noticed that Chris, Chris loves a, de a depressing stat, doesn't he? <laughs> I love, I love facts, mate. I love facts. And unfortunately, a lot of the things that we talk about so, uh, surrounding the club that we love are, are yeah. depressing. So, 2021 that's, that's season, 2021 season, again, for the championship, our signings were on loan, Mason Bennett and Scott Malone. Can I just yes. say that Mason Bennett, I've heard someone say this, apparently he's played 32 consecutive games this season for his club. How many has he started? Oh, really? Is that what, is that what it is? He's been, been sub a lot, has he? 
Just have a, have a look at his uh, look at the total minutes he's played versus the start. Really, right? Okay, yeah, I didn't know that. Tell you the whole I, I thought I thought he started these games, and I was shocked. And is that conspiracy about our training ground again? I thought, there you go. There's a there's your answer. At the end of the day, he's playing in League Two, League what, like two, yeah. whatever, like so. Anyway, I like Mason Bennett for Millwall, but it's just a shame he couldn't keep fit. So Mason Bennett, Scott Malone, uh, George Evans. And also, what when I say these names, I want you to think about where they are now. Mm, good okay? point. Mm. So that's key. Um, Troy Parrott, mm. Ellipsa Hall, Mikhail Keithenbeld. Wow. That yeah. was our transfer business in 2021. Right? I, I, I'm just going to keep, keep going. 21-22, we brought Sav back to the club. Ollie Burke, Benica Phobie, Luke Freeman, George wow. Long, Scott Malone and Mason Bennett on permanence. And then the good signing was Danny Badard on loan, but we didn't convert him. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then last season, obviously, it, to me, this it, it gets a bit better last season. Zian Fleming, obviously, to replace Jed Wallace. Um, yeah. Joe's best mate, Vogie. <laughs> Benica Fobe for the second time, which should never have happened. George yeah. Honeyman, who I think is starting to, to show his worth. Yeah. Callum Styles on loan. Yeah. Ollie Burke again. Mm. Duncan Watmore. Mm. Jamie Shackleton on loan. And Charlie Cresswell. That's and not a bad you, business that, that's, that, that year. It's not bad, but, it's, but none of it, other than Fleming, is... And Honeyman. Sorry, let, let, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, it's not bad other than Fleming for resale value. Oh, resale value. Okay, I love yeah, George Honeyman. Yeah, and I think even Finn said he was brilliant against them because he was. Hmm. Let's be honest. No one's going to turn around and pay a million pound for him. That just not. He, he's going to end up either signing a new contract. He'll go on a free and sign for Rotherham <clears> or something. Like yeah. you just know he is. He's not going to go on to a club better than us. When's the last hmm. time that we sold someone? That went to a club uh, bigger or better than us. Jed Wallace. Well, we didn't resell him, did we? He left on a free. Jed Wallace, <laughs> which he left on a free. Yeah. The the probably have to go thing... back as far as um, dare I say it? Probably go back as far as um, Morrison, maybe for anyone that's left up for, for better things. Well, the, the big the big thing is Sab's the other one that you don't uh, you had have thought that. Middlesbrough would have had more chance of making the Prem than we did. I know they didn't, but you you would say that they had a better chance than us. But the the big thing about that list, um, Chris, and oh, we've got a Sheffield Wednesday fan in the chat the Wednesday week. Um, oh, we we on. will we will come on to the game tomorrow in a little bit. But um, tonight's show has been a little bit of a, a rant about all things that's going on at the moment. So we will get to mm. the game tomorrow. Um, that list of players, Chris. The one thing that that spotted that I spotted in that is if you take out, I would say, Dan Ballard and Charlie Cresswell, every single one of those players, you could essentially, we've we've just brought in, not worked, brought in another one of the similar ilk. Look at George Evans. Then you've got Kiftenbeld, very similar players that you just tried and they, went and they didn't really work. Ollie Burke, Mason Bennett, 
we tried them in the same kind of positions, wide on the left, wide on the right. It didn't work. I know it's not just an exact science. They played in other positions, but we just kind of kept recycling different players that play the same way as the other players that they just replaced. It's never been, it's never been a, a real upgrade or, or someone a little bit different. It's just been like for like every single time. And that's the problem. That's where, for me, the recruitment, it was our recruitment policy has been, has just been right. Can they play in four positions? Yes. Right. Have they fallen out of favour with their club or, 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 or you know, uh, not been fit over the last six months? Yes. Yeah. Or, and under Gary Rowett, have they played for Derby, Stoke, Birmingham uh, and and uh, or, or that or are they from that part of the world? Yes, right. Okay, we'll give them a try. It's just been we again wingers wingers. But weirdly, uh, we, we, we did better with those with those players than we did with which I think it's, it's been some good business over last summer and 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 uh, and also the loan market in January of late. I think we've we brought much better players in the last year or so than we did back then. Because like, as Chris said, where those players gone to, they've all gone to lower divisions, lower leagues. But yet we were challenging for a playoff spot with the likes of Mason Bennett, Malone and people like that. And that's because of the way that Rowett played. Yeah. I think, Chris, again, to paraphrase you, it was a three-tactic, three-step tactic, I think you said. It was defend, yeah. <laughs> hit on the counter... And, and and basically stop the other team playing. And that's what yeah. those players were. They're all and, relatively grafted. And, and also, also well. back in those days on the route, we used to score a lot more goals from set pieces. I mean, Charlie Cresswell scored four or five goals for us, so we've got six, I think, in one season. Um, I'm sure Cooper scored yeah, a few. Hutchinson scored a few as well. Whereas look at our defenders now, apart from Wes Hardy, I think he scored two this season or three maybe. I can't see where our... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Big defenders contribute when it comes to free kicks and, uh, and corners at the moment. And we're, sure it, we're certainly not scoring enough with our strikers either in comparison to last season. Joe, just on a, on a, I agree with you there, but just on a point, what you made just a second, and Chris, I'll come to mm. you after. You said that we arguably did better with those players that we brought in over the last couple of seasons, but look where they are now. We've brought in a better standard of player. Mm. Realistically, in our squad at the moment, mm-hmm. how many of the players in our first team squad, not loans, because loans right. will go back to Arsenal, they'll go back to Spurs, and, well, and lo- like loans that. make a big loans make a big part. I know what you're going to yeah, get. They do. They do. Part, our team, but yeah. How many of the Millwall contracted players, whether they're running out of contract at the end of the season or will be here beyond the season, how many of them will sign for a better club necessarily, or how many of them will stay in the Championship? 
Okay, so players I think that are are good and maybe yeah, if we were to sell them can move up into a better club. I think you've got Fleming, no. I think you've got Casper Gnor, I think you've got Roman Essay, I think you've got um Imaku, potentially. Oof. You know, know um and they're just the players that are permanent with us at the moment. Um, right. I can't see many others that would leave us and go to a better team in our division for, for the point you're making. But so, there's, there's Chris, four, four of them, I'll say, at least. Four or five. Yes, yes or no? Sian Fleming? Uh, yeah. yeah. Casper Denor? 100%. Romain Essay? Yep. And Adamo Maku? No, not in the minute. Really? And, and outside of those, outside of those, are there any that you would say outside of those four? Are there any that you might think mm, perhaps? Uh, sorry, uh, Stephen, is the question go to a club above us or stay in the championship? Sorry. Well, will they go on to play at a, 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 a higher level than 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 us? For example, will a championship club look at our players and go, "Yes, we want him." But does but does that does that mean like a better championship club that got every right to challenge for a playoff spot or, or promotion, for example? That's still a level above, isn't it? Okay, uh, let me let me rephrase it. If they out of the teams that are in the top ten in the championship, <laughs> how many of them look at our squad and go, "We'll have them"? Well, Fleming and, and, and Fleming for sure. I think Casper. They will start to talk about him, but it's his first season. Mm-hmm. I think with the um, the success that Fleming had last season, I think he's still. Or, you know, riding off, off that, that crest at the moment. He's not having, having the best season of the season, but I think a lot of other teams, when they look at us, they look at ZM Fleming as a danger man. Little do they know, he's probably not quite firing all Simmons at the moment, all those performances lately. Joe, I mean, we've got, I think, Finn's still here, mm. and we've also got um, the Wednesday podcast. So let's ask them. So yeah. if, if you're still on, Finn, and uh, the Wednesday Which players, podcast, yeah. Who would you class as our danger men? Who would you be, you know, if you could sign one or two players from us, who would you be wanting to, to sign? Let's ask them also, that question. on that as well, as a little plug, I believe Ben um, went on the Wednesday week podcast in the week to talk about the game um, this weekend. So if you haven't listened to it, go and check that out. I believe it was that podcast. I think Mickey's just let me know. And I think the so question was asked, I think the question was asked in that show. I think Ben mentioned that as well. And I think, I mean, unless they're going to say something different now, I'm pretty sure they they picked out Zian Fleming as the one player that they would have. If they could pick any player out of there our team. Fleming and Honeyman. Who said that? Finn Coventry. Coventry fan. But, but what I would is say. That, sorry, I would sorry to you, Chris. Can I just ask Finn? Is that purely on stereotypically what they think about of our players, or is that going by what he saw in the game the other week? We play against them. Were there two players that stuck out, for example? And and I think that's that's what I was coming to. So Hunter yeah. had a super game against yeah. Coventry. He doesn't. In fairness, since he's gone into that midfield role, I think it's fair to say he's probably been um, one of our best players. Oh, I think it, I think he's been exuberating. I mean, it's really helped his. His career, you know, what you want to call it. Yeah, I think you've seen a different player, haven't you? And it's weird, you know, because I remember, again, not name dropping again, but it's always that back at, you know, at, at the, on the exec lounge when we spoke to, to George Honeyman, we had that end of season party, do you remember? And we were on a table who sat behind me and I was chatting to him for a little bit. 
I remember saying to him at the time, his best, I said, where's your, your favourite position? He was playing right wing for us on the route at the time. And he yeah. said to me, if I'm honest, centre mid. And then in my breath, I was like, yeah, right, whatever. You know, thinking there's no way you're going to play there. Because at the time, Savile and Billy Mitchell were bossing it for us, weren't they? And I'm, sure, I'm sure he played his very first game, which I think Sunderland. was at home to Stoke, if I recall. Right. Last season when Cresswell scored, yeah. if you remember. Yes, I'm sure yeah. Honeyman started that game in the centre of the park. Did he really? Might, I think he did, that, actually. Right, yeah. After that, he moved to the right wing. and, and mm. He's not a right winger. Yeah. If he's a right winger, then... No. Um, That's definitely and, position in centre mid. You know, he, he's got energy. He's tenacious. You know, he doesn't stop running. He's got a great first touch. got a good awareness. He's busy, you know. Um, that, um, that comment there is from Mickey, uh, for the benefit of the listeners. So far behind on the comments, just can't get the staff. The Lion Blue. Mickey, you he, stick to... Join us then, Michael. Join us. <laughs> Is he drunk? I don't know that. Probably. Too. Uh, I, uh, to be honest with you, there's a couple of comments here asking if Joe's been on the spice. So I don't know if um, that's in relation Is that Joe to Joe Edwards. They're referring to <laughs> might, Joe as well, Edwards. might as well be. There's the, there they go. Fleming and Honeyman for the, the commentary support. So did yeah. would get into any championship or Premier League side outside the big Thank team. you, Connor. My, Connor's, my Connor knows is... what we're talking about. My, my point is, is okay, Denor and Fleming, I think we, we all can admit, are probably a, 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 probably a step above everyone else that we've got. Romain SA has that potential um, value to, you know, that we can kind of look at. But the rest of them, uh, uh, let's, for a start, the five players out of contract at the end of the season, Bart, Leonard, Hutchinson, Savile and uh, Tom Bradshaw, only George Savile, for me, would probably get picked up by another championship club. And that would be a low-end championship club, in my opinion. The rest of them, because of their the age of their, the, how old they are, the phase of their career, and the fact that a couple of them are now picking, starting to pick up injuries, they're never going to get a look in at, at this level. Never, ever going to get picked up. Mm. So, who, who, who would have thought I think George Savile was arguably one of our best players last season? And I'd be, I wouldn't be sad to see him go in the season if we let him go. That's a shame. I, I, I just don't think he's the same player as he, as he was before. I would, but I do think, I do think, as much as I love him, and you know, he's probably been my favourite player over the last few seasons. Mm. It's getting to the point where. And uh, I think it might have been you, Chris. I don't know, it might have been Joe. One of you said that the championship now is an athletic, pacey yeah. division. It is. It's not. It's getting it's found a, out. It, yeah, it's Premier League two, and you have to. On the ball, Sav, yeah. Always. Yeah. You have to have. You have to have mobility. You have to be able to get around the pitch. You've got to pass and move, create space. And unfortunately, as much as I hate to say it. I think Sav is falling by the wayside in, in this mm. division because of that. He, he, he looked a little, little bit lost um, against Ipswich, to be fair. I mean, there's so many times the players were running around circles and he didn't know who he's picking up. He's looking left, looking right. He's pointing to his teammates who to pick up when they were his players to be issue picking those up. And he just looked like a, like a lost school kid in, in, in a playground. You know, didn't know where uh, he had to line up for, for his class. You know, it just seems it's a shame to see the player... That was once, like I said, one of our, our, our best players. And he just, he seems like he's lost his legs a little bit. You know, it's, it's a real yeah. shame. Uh, when John Burleson passed away, Hutch made a promise to build on his legacy. Lads, it's time. Tomorrow I'll go out and start fulfilling that promise. Credit Phil Clark from Twitter. I completely agree, 100%. 
on the subject of tomorrow, um, uh, there are other comments that I need to get through. And yes, I'm behind them. I don't usually do the comments. Mickey is involved in all of that. And I just sit here and talk. So uh, mm. this is this has been new for me. Um, going on to tomorrow, I firstly will say I this man needs to be dropped before I show the comment tomorrow. I don't think it will happen. But for me, it needs to happen. If Cooper is dropped tomorrow, who is captain, current form, Honeyman? ZM Fleming. So we've got Fleming from Joe. Especially, especially with, with his performances, um, he deserves it. I think if you're going to give a captaincy to players on merit, then you've got to give it to him on performances. The last three games, I think he's he's been trying his hardest. He looks like the best player on the pitch and he wants to win. And I think him being captain as a leader... Hopefully he'll 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 carry us and, and, and pull us through. And we might get an extra sort of five ten percent out of him, which would be quite quite exciting to watch. That comment on screen there from Tunbridge MFC. Our recruitment in the past has been down to one person. And that's Bob Pearson. The man was a genius. I, 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 I agree, but I, agree. I don't think Bob Pearson would do as good a job now as he did back no. then. Game's changed. Uh, Back, back then, we, you've got to remember, we, we were playing in lower divisions. You know, if you're an average player with a bit about you, um, he'll, he'll probably spot that talent and it can make a difference, especially if they're young as well. But today, it ain't about that. Today, it's about signing either, you know, really sort of like good foreign players that, that we can probably get on a, a decent price, not not necessarily cheap, but at a good price, or spotting young, talented youngsters from lower divisions. I don't think um, he was quite that sort of person, to be fair. I do agree football is, has changed and I think what uh, there's so much made now isn't there about potential that's why I say uh, there was a comment that was put up I must have that's a few um, years ago yeah, that was what does everyone see in SA I don't now I thought that there were two passes that remain SA played on Wednesday night that were absolutely out of this world one in the first half mm. that had Obafemi been on the pitch and not Tom Bradshaw running onto it Obafemi would have got away and had a shot on goal. It was a, it yep. was sort of along the floor, about a 30, 40-yard pass. Unbelievable. I I think Romain Essay has got all the potential in the world. He needs to be playing football. I don't think we can rely on an 18-year-old kid, but there is a player in there. There is certainly a player in there. I don't... I've started to calm it a little bit in the sense of perhaps he does need to develop and grow. He's still a young kid, but there is definitely potential in there. I just don't think that in this situation you're ever going to see the best out of him because we're not playing a way that suits his game personally. Mm. Um, and, and the point you made earlier, thoughts? you know, had his through ball was, was put through to Oberfemi instead of Bradshaw, Oberfemi would have took that touch, passed the defender, and he'd been one on one mm. on the goalkeeper. But mm. you watch Bradshaw, he takes the touch, which wasn't a bad touch to be fair, but as soon as he takes that touch, he, he's got nowhere to go with it. He puts a, a hopeful cross. Into the, into the box where there's no one there. I think the nearest person I think you mentioned that was uh, Murray Wallace coming through, wasn't it? You know? Mm. Yeah, I mean, we, we always... I, I deliberately didn't review the game um, Wednesday because it was depressing, but whenever we attacked, it almost felt like we were attacking with like one, two players tops, whereas uh -huh. Ipswich always felt like they had five or six players attacking mm. at once. Yeah. Um, they just ran rings around us. We're, we're not athletic enough. We're not fit. Um, and that's why we need to get the likes of Obafemi uh, and Norton Cuffey on the pitch because they give us that athleticism. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. And yeah. so we had Chris's team earlier. 
Joe, if it's up to you, if you were in the dugout, or if you were Joe Edwards, how would you line up? At the moment, it's hard to say because I don't know who's available and who's not really. Okay, work you know. on the work on the basis that you've got you've got the same squad as uh, Wednesday night. Who's back? And for argument's sake, I would say let's say that Obafemi, let's say that Obafemi is fit. You've got the same mm. you've got the same bunch of players plus Obafemi. Have you got Brooke Norton Cup back? And and mm, he'll be back. All right. Yeah, let's, let's, yeah, let's put it this way. Okay. Everyone's fit because yeah. the, the, there's only a few that are, are written Nisbet and Hutchinson, which Hutch might get. Yeah. So everybody's fit or who we expect to be fit. Yeah, who we expect to be fit. Who are you picking? Okay, so I I would say um, we'll go for a flat back four. I will probably go for um, Danny McNamara right back. Say what you, what you want about Danny McNamara. Um, he's not a wing back. He's never really been that that good or that effective in the final third. But as, as a defender or a right back, very rarely have I ever seen him come 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 short. So I'll put him as right back. I'll go Murray Wallace left back. Uh, I'll go two centre backs with Ryan Leonard and Tanganga if they're both fit and available. I'll drop drop Cooper and West Harding. Uh, obviously, Sarkic in goal. I'll go with Honeyman and Casper Denor. In a centre midfield, I'll go with. Um, I'll probably go with um, Sa on the right, Zian in the middle in the ten. Um, no, sorry, Sa. I oh, sorry, Sa in the middle in the ten. Zian on the left, attacking forward, cutting in on his right foot, and then we'll have Brook Norton Cuffey on the right. So we've got four, two, three, and then Tang Tanganga as the one. So you've got. Do you mean Obafemi as one? I'm a Femi is the one, sorry. What did I say? Oh, Tanganga. Tanganga. Over Femi up front on his own. So, yeah. So it's 4 2 3 1. Um, yeah. And also just push our, our forwards back. I mean, I say push our forwards back. You could almost allow Brooke Norton Cuffey to kind of like play a bit more forward because you, you don't want Dan McNamara going too forward anyway, do you? But he'll give him the license to kind of attack, hopefully. I wish I'd got to that comment just before you, because I think you went running a long way around the house. <laughs> but picking your, uh, picking your. Uh, well, I don't, I don't know who's available, did I? <laughs> no, point me. I, I could have picked out, yeah, anyone. But if half the fucking team are uh, unavailable, then what's the point in picking a team? Do you know what? Do you know what that team that has just been put on the on the screen is very very close, Connor. That's very close to how I would. Um, I would be playing the different. The my difference would be to switch, uh, take out Wes Harding. So I would go. I would bring back. I would be bringing back Bart. I never got to say it earlier, but I would be bringing back Bart at the moment. It's, a, it's such a big game for me. Danny Mac at right back. Wes Harding. Uh, sorry, uh, Tanganga and Leonard, uh, the two centre backs. Murray Wallace on the. Uh, left back, I would have a middle of the middle which is two. What I say, wasn't it? That's my four yeah. as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I would okay. have the middle two of Denor and Honeyman, and, yeah, and, I agree. and have, so you got four two. Then the front four for me would be a little bit different. I would go probably uh, Brooke Norton Cuffey on the right, assuming he's fit. Mayer on the left, um, and uh, SA behind Fleming. So very close to what we've got no, there. But I would go. No, no, Bethany. no. Really? the reason being, the reason being, is, 
it, the reason being is because I think one, you get the best out of Zian Fleming when he's in and around the box. Yeah, hundred percent. We need we need a goal. We need our, we need the talisman of last year. We need him to step up, and the only way he's going to step up is when he's in and around the box, being able to actually put the ball in the back of the net, not shoved out wide. I think if you've got someone in the box, we saw it against Preston. He made space. Okay, we we could argue that the Preston fans and manager said he was unmarked. You put Mayer and Brooke Norton Cuffey putting crosses into the box. Fleming can win that header. He's not good. That's that's his role. And I think just an opportunity to give him the chance to show the other two, Bradshaw and Obafemi, that if you stay in the middle. And you actually, you're, you're the striker. Tom Bradshaw on, on Wednesday night ran out to the wing and put a cross in. And it was a really good cross into the box. But he's supposed to be the one on the end of it. We didn't have anyone mm. in the box. Say to Fleming, stick in the middle. And that would that would be it for me. But I, I just, I think I'm at the point now where Zian Fleming is probably our, I hope, to find goals in this team. And the only way it's going to happen is if you get him on the pitch central and actually bearing down on goal personally um we've been going for nearly two hours uh chris probably about the hour mark for you um there's still loads and loads of comments I'm it feels, like, to get it feels like it's through. been half now doesn't it Stephen? it feels like it's been I half know, it's been so quick i know yeah. we which i've this i've starred 23 messages that i wanted to come back to and ask you guys your points on them and i don't know if we're necessarily going to be able to to go through every single one of them um I'm going to keep a couple that I'm definitely, definitely going to come to. One here, Tom Bradshaw, getting a lot of abuse online today. Lots of Wolf fans getting the up with the LBGT and trans stuff. Should be concentrating on practice, putting the ball in the net. Big news online. Personally, um, I'm not going to comment on it too much. Uh, Millwall are contractually obligated to get involved with these kind of things. And Tom Bradshaw seems to be the one that they've put in front of the, the cameras for it. I certainly won't be abusing him for it. Not saying that I on uh, what side of the fence I sit on. However, someone's got to do it. I don't think it's right <laughs> if our players are being um, are being abused for it. it, it this is what, right. what's got to happen. Um, Obafemi won't be back. He left commentary at half-time after being subbed. I don't know how true that is. Um, no. That, I don't he, he know. Plays, he, he then played... Uh, he didn't left leave at half-time. I think he played 60 minutes, didn't he, in that game? 65. Uh, I'm not sure. I, but I, Again, I, I'm not too sure, but it's something... I, yeah. He's had an attitude I, I think, in the past, but I think I think Joe's just, just just building his fitness back up, isn't he? He's done forty five minutes, yeah. then he's done six sixty five. I think if uh, he's in the to say, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You'll know. Um, yeah. Leeds has been moved to a Sunday, guys. Um, I know it's only a yeah. small thing, but uh, you don't know what time that. Though, do we? The chance no. could be an early kickoff or a late kickoff at half past five, which would be a bit of a shame. Yeah, uh, just again, it's I don't mm-hmm. think that does us any favours personally, but. You know, um, this was an interesting point talking about off the field um, antics and issues. This I thought summed up very nicely. We need to sort our pre seasons out, though. Dartford, Welling, and Gillingham not competitive enough. Yeah, I, I agree. couldn't agree more that the standard of our opposition in friendlies is yep. shocking. It is absolutely shocking. And they only do it because they're local. And I don't know, the police must, I don't know, the cost or whatever. But that is a real, real big problem. I completely agree, Alan. I've got another one of your points to come back to. Um, This comment went down very, very well. Uh, A few people replied back to it. I didn't get to it in time, but I will now. 
Um, you say that the championship has changed in the last five years. The thing is, we haven't. We've still got eight first-teamers from the 18-19 season. Mm, Bang on, Lions Raw. 100%. You've got the full backing of us boys, and I'm sure plenty of the listeners out there, because I've been banging on about it. Seven of the players in our first-team squad were signed by Neil Harris. So Mm. um, that tells you all you need to know. A couple of little Mm. bit depressing ones, uh, maybe for Chris. He likes a... Depressing comment, doesn't he? Love it. Uh, if we change manager and go for a pragmatic, boring defensive manager, we could stay out. But what a missed opportunity to evolve the club style. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more, Glenn. Agree, Glenn. couldn't agree more. Agree. Which is obviously um, what the club would, were doing when they brought Edwards to the club. At the end of the day, yeah. that's, that's, that's the strategy they were trying to implement. But mm. none of us for one second, well... I'm a very, I'm a pessimist, as the boys have alluded to. Uh, for one second, thought we'd be in a relegation battle when we changed manager, and and, and here we are. So yeah. absolutely, uh, this... I truly believe if we, if we make it to the summer uh, of the season and we stay up, I think we've got a really, really exciting season ahead of us next season. I think it just needs a lot of changes, a lot of players out, a lot of players in, and um, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, see, we'll finally see Joe Edwards' team next season. But it's a gamble, you know. Is is he is he gonna? Keeps up. That's that's the question, isn't it? Really, you know. This is a bit of a jokey comment, but it made me laugh. Get Joey Barton in with Alex Scott as the number two. Uh, I had to start that because it, it just Chris is. <laughs> it's just Chris. Uh, I'm going to ask you guys. As I say, there's so many comments coming through. Still, um, I'm going to put up this one. I'm, firstly, can I have a score prediction from you both? Also, based on. This might not necessarily mean much to the listeners. Can I also have a first goal scorer for you both? And I am going to make a note of it. So, uh, Joe, first goal scorer for the Lions and a result tomorrow, please. Okay, I really hope that Oberfebi starts. I think, you know, he's he's due a good game and and a goal. So I'm going to go for, I'm going to go for a 3-0 win and Oberfebi score first. Chris, um... I don't know how to respond to Joe saying we're going to win 3 0 tomorrow. Um, so I'm just going to just move over to you. Can I have a, a, a result for you, please? And first goal scorer. If we pick the team that I said, so Mr. <laughs> Edwards, if, you, if you're watching, uh, we will win 2 0. And Zian Fleming will score the first goal. Okay. Um, I'm going to go for the most nervy of nervy. One nil wins. Oh, don't, I can't. I don't think I could go through that. <laughs> and one I think, one. I think, um, I'm gonna back Zian Fleming to be the man to to find a way to um, to get us ahead. Question that was starred again from Alan. He come through with quite a lot of very very good points. Um, just to wrap it up, this will be the, the kind of last kind of topic, and I will try and get through some of the comments. Question for you, lads. Will we stay up? Simple yes, yes. or no? Yes. Chris. Believe. The look <laughs> on his face. The look on his face. You did it to me earlier. You did it to me earlier. Now it's, now it's payback. Come on, mate. Ask me tomorrow at five o'clock. <laughs> uh, no, if you, if you, uh, if I had to answer now, I'd say yes. I would. Um, I'd say yes. Just. Joe's, just. I, I'll, I'll go with yes, but. Um, I'm I'm firmly in the let's have a chat at five o'clock in the group and uh, tomorrow afternoon because it's uh, yeah um, three, three nil week. win status quo is me blurring out a full time and we when's the last time we heard that <laughs> yes 
3 1 Mill will start it to score first. That's not fucking own goal. Is that what it means? It's an own goal. Next season. Oh, it in again. Tangfastic own goal or hard and we lose 2 0. Oh, don't. I think you boys need to have a chat with Ben and pass some of that positivity on to him. Yeah, Ben is a realist. Ben, honestly, you say that. You say that Wednesday week. When we visited your place earlier in the season, Ben told everyone we were going to win 6 0 and Joe Edwards was taking this to the Champions League. So there is positivity in there. And Ben, he's probably not watching. He's on his holiday at the moment in Spain. Uh, I'm sure if he is watching, he's a few beers, few beers in, but he'll be telling everyone that we're going to win the Champions League in uh, in uh, in three years' time. Uh, if Edwards go, yes, if Edwards go Sunday, that's possibly in relation to staying up. Nil nil, Fleming to score first. Mm-hmm. Ken Clark two nil. Mickey, come back, always forgiven. I promise not to moan about keeping up with the comments. Yes, I know, I have, I've struggled with them, but there's been so many. I we really appreciate it, guys. It's not me dismissing it. The this show, the live, is built on you guys interacting with us, watching, uh, liking, subscribing. Um, I know that some of you guys probably have watched Chris in the week. You've watched me and Joe on previous shows. We all really, really appreciate the support and um, and all the yeah, comments. We take we take all the feedback. We listen to we try to listen to things and and improve what we what we put out. And then Joe says we're going to win three 0 and it all it all falls apart. But but we do try. Mickey is back on Sunday. Um, and Bappe wants to join Millwall next season. Uh, one nil deflection off of someone's hairy ass. I'll take it, mate. I will absolutely take it. I'll take Not- it been that many comments he is lying uh i can cope with more well guys on sunday if you can just put up as many comments as you like and mickey can deal with it as i say final words um for the show joe can you give us some positivity um yes okay you're saying it's going to be three nil but can we have some final words of wisdom from yourself please okay so i i do think the players have been trying or by probably one or two of them slightly off, off pace at the moment. So I do believe they are trying. But tomorrow, they know how important this, this game is going to be. They know it's a must-win game. Um, you know, from what I'm hearing inside the camp, you know, these boys are up for it. There's a real togetherness. There's a real fighting spirit. And they know what's after them. And they're going to go out there, they're going to deliver it. And they're going to go out there and smash it. Get behind them. Yeah, I mean, I'll excuse our home fans for the Ipswich game because a lot of them were sat at home watching fucking... Sky TV and watch us in the box. I didn't want to bother about the effort to come down there. But tomorrow, we're going to have a, a, a decent turnout, I'm pretty sure. Let's get behind the boys. Let's make the den a fortress. Let's be vocal. Let's be noisy. Let's get in there. And then, uh, yeah, I'm sure the boys will, will go out there and, and, uh, and do the business. Come on. 3 0. Come on. <laughs> Chris, so, um, if you. If. 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 Joe was Mr. Positive. I will ask you for some words of wisdom, but I might ask you for let's have some words of realism <laughs> as well. Okay, you want words of, words of realism? Sheffield Wednesday are on a better runner form than we are. Fact. Slightly better, slightly better. Yeah, but they are. Um, you know, they they lost, I think their last game they lost to Leicester, and before that they beat a Birmingham who have been improving under Tony Mowbray. So um, they are coming to us in much better form than they were when we played them last time. Okay. They will bring a lot of fans. They're a big club. And believe you me, they will make a lot of noise. So there's 133 people listening right now. 
if you're going tomorrow, mm-hmm. well, first of all, go tomorrow, right? I don't want any excuses, even exactly. even though I'm not making any for tomorrow. Um, <laughs> and go support the club. Don't get on their back. Tomorrow is an absolute must-win game. Believe you me, mm-hmm. we win tomorrow. We are in a much better position. Stating the obvious, but it is a massive six-pointer. So, yes, there is no easy game in the Championship. And Sheffield Wednesday will go into that with probably as much confidence, if not more, than we will. But I genuinely believe we have enough uh, to to come out on top. Let's go. Well, I tweeted um, the other day a couple of thoughts after the game. And was a little bit animated and a little bit annoyed about what happened. And the next day, I calm the thoughts prevail, shall we say, after sort of reflection. And, and as you do, uh, much like most of the guys in the comments, um, we love our club. We go. Joe was there at Coventry. Um, you know, we've been to many away games this year. We're going to plenty more coming up. I bought my ticket for Blackburn, which I'm stupid, I know. But anyway, I said... Sheffield Wednesday was probably the proudest moment of Joe Edwards' career. It was his first mm. job as the main man. It was probably one of the best days of his of his life, his family. Um, it, it was everything that he he probably dreamt of. I mean, all if downhill from there. It, 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 <laughs> it did. But if there's ever been a time where we need a result, it's again at Sheffield against Sheffield yeah. Wednesday. And as Sam said, so. we need we need. We need players. Um, we need the players uh, coming out and fighting for the badge. We need this, as much support as as possible. Um, you know, I don't always buy into um, the fact that when the team's not doing very well, that that you don't go. You go through thick and thin. We're we're Millwall fans, and we'll still be there when we're, we're in League One or the Championship. So I would say. Tomorrow is the biggest game of the club's uh, season. It's probably the biggest game that we've had for a while. I know people will say Blackburn, but I think tomorrow could be either a, a real show that we've got. <laughs> I cut out yeah. there, didn't I? You did, yeah, yeah. I did, yeah. That's great timing. It's an opportunity for us to show that that our players are fighting for the badge. So, as Chris said, mm. we'll be there tomorrow. We'll give them our support. And let's hope that the Lions can get three points and, and try it and turn it around. Um, that's been it for another episode of Friday Night Live. Guys, I really appreciate all the comments. I've tried to get through as many of them as possible. Mickey's been causing havoc by adding comments <laughs> himself. You can, you can give him abuse uh, to, on Sunday. Feel free. Um, thank you very much for watching. If you can like and subscribe. Before we went live, we had, I believe, 2,195 subscribers. I don't know if that's gone up since we've been live, but if we can get over the 2,200 mark, that would be very much appreciated. Go and check out Chat with Chaps. That was up on after the Ipswich game. Uh, ben appeared on the Wednesday Week podcast. Go and check that out for his take on, on the game at the weekend. All that's left to say is, Joe, if you're watching, any of the players, if you're watching, it isn't very good at the moment. But we're behind you tomorrow. Come on, you lions. Bye for now. Bye for now. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.